Okay, well, I'm going to just pick us up again. Go ahead and keep getting food or drinks if you need that. Um, as a reminder, and I think we have two new members here tonight. Um, I'm Casey Tooney. I serve as one of our assistant city managers and have been um, serving as the project manager for our work group and want to welcome you all back here this evening. I'll turn it over to Jonathan in just a minute, and he's going to have um, our two folks who weren't able to join us last time introduce themselves. Um, before I do that, I just want to thank you all again for uh, spending time working on this work, and uh, it's great to see all of your shiny faces back here tonight. So, Jonathan, you want to take it away? Yes. All right. <clears throat> all right. Good evening. Nice, nice to see you all. Um, I'm very excited to be doing our second meeting for the work group. And this is a historic moment because we have 12 out of 12 people here in the room. So give yourselves a hand for being here in a group. Um, we have important work to do on behalf of the community and a busy agenda tonight. And so um, I'm going to orient you to our meeting so that you can get settled in and then we can get to work. But I'm thrilled that you're here. Um, thank you to the city for providing food. Um, there's more food over here, so help yourself at any point if, if you need to get more. Uh, members of the public are welcome. And uh, if you're watching online and are hungry, come here where the action is and get some food. So, and butterscotch cookies. So that's like a whole nother level. So um, thank you for that. Um, let me just walk you through the, the agenda and meeting log logistics real quick. So we've got a, a two-hour meeting planned for you. Um, we'll be done at 8 p.m. and we'll move through this pretty quickly. The agenda is here. If you are, um, there's agendas in the back of the room. If you're on Zoom watching, click on the link and there's an agenda on the website. And um, the most of the discussion for this meeting is going to be in small and large group discussions. We'll be flip charting our discussion notes as we go, and then all that will be made available to you as well um, as we go. But um, we made a few adjustments. Hopefully you can at least see everybody in the room, and then we've got microphones throughout. But most of the action for this and for our subsequent meetings is in person, and so we've got a lot of work to do to encourage more people to be a part of all this. And all of you have the opportunity then, since it's on Zoom, it will be recorded and you can go back and um, observe and pick up anything that you maybe missed in a moment um, as we go. Um, uh, housekeeping issues. Thank you again for Lawrence Douglas County Fire Medical for hosting us here at station number five. Restrooms are out the door to the left. Um, we will take a break uh, just a little bit after seven. Um, and um, and then, as I said, we'll we'll finish up at at eight. Um, other logistics. I'm going to be talking about the notes and our um, printed agenda and some materials like that here very shortly. But before I do that, I'd like to do introductions. And um, we um, convened for the very first time on May 22nd. And so for those of you who are able to come to that meeting, welcome back. And we have two people who are joining us who are the most recently appointed members of, by the city commission to the work group. And so we wanna have them introduce themselves as well. And then for the rest of you, I'm just gonna ask you to say again real quickly 
who you are and, and uh, how you came to be a part of this group. So for our two newest folks, if you would share with us first and last name, uh, whether you're a, a police officer, community representative, or a CPRB member, and anything else you'd like to share about your background, and then we'll we'll go from there. So you'd like to start start? I'm Skylar Richardson. I've uh, been with the department for about 10 years. Um, I'm on the board as an LPA rep. I don't know how much more detail you want me to go on that, but. Okay, favorite flower, favorite flowers, <laughs> sunflowers. Right. Good answer, good answer. All right, um, and so you're uh, uh, on the police department, and you're also on the um, uh, executive committee of the Lawrence Police Officers Association. And two members of this work group are part of LPOA. So thank you for being a part of all this. Appreciate it. All right. Next. I wasn't here last week. I had something kind of cute to say. Don't have it with me today. <laughs> My name is Tanya Ingram. Um, I kind of like to lead off, say I was a hurricane treatment survivor mm -hmm. um, and uh, military spouse, uh, United States Air Force, 23 years. Um, the most exciting place we lived was Alaska for five years. Um, they like to tease me everywhere I go. There seems to be sort of a natural disaster. As soon as we moved up there, the volcano started erupting. Um, so I uh, lived in South Korea. Lawrence has always been our home base. Uh, we came back, we came back from South Korea. We we're stationed at Osan. We have our daughter here. Um, so we kind of, this has been our base. So um, we moved back. Actually, I moved before my husband retired because I didn't really want to go to not to say anything bad about San Antonio, but it's a big forage for me. Okay. And it was nice to come from the forest. So um, moved here in 2016. And then he retired just in time for Hurricane Katrina. So all of our plans for travel went kind of went. Um, but I've been involved um, with uh, a lot of community organizing, um, teaching. I don't know what I wrote down. Um, but <laughs> But I'm glad to be here and I'm hopeful that we are able to accomplish what we want to Absolutely. All right. Well, welcome. We're glad to have you here. Thank you. All right. And then if the rest of you would also just introduce yourselves, remind us what your role is relative to the work group. Appreciate that. Uh, I'm Rich Lockhart of the Florida Police Department. Anthony Braces, the Wallace Police Department. Dr. Emily Turner, uh, CPRB. <coughs> Alex Moulin, Sugar Dave and Pronouns Community Rep. Ian McCann, LPOA. Greg Temple, CPRB. Doris Rick, I don't have any of those. This community. Uh, Harrison Baker, EFA Community. Jacqueline Nance Mengler, She, Hers Community. Brendan CPRB. Okay. All right. Uh, welcome. CPRB Community Police Review Board for those people who not sure what that is. So, all right. Well, thank you for, for all being a part of this important work. Uh, let me give you um, a quick orientation. So, I mentioned last time that we did a binder as a place to collect all of your notes for this work. So, you all have one of these now. And there's a copy of today's agenda in here. This will be a very important resource throughout the, the next seven meetings that we are doing this work together. So 
if you work off hard copy and you like to take notes, this is a place to, to collect everything. If you operate more in a digital space, we'll have every document that we're using on the city's community engagement portal for the community police oversight work group. And so that's being built out now. Um, and the portal is probably the best resource on the city website if you want to get a comprehensive understanding of certain projects. And so um, when you open up the city's website, there's a, a, a tab that says community engagement. You click on that. There's probably more than a dozen different projects that the city's done over the years that involve a lot of community engagement. And that's where we will house agendas, discussion notes, video links to the archives of all of our meetings, uh, information on how the public can be involved in this process, and then all the resource documents and draft documents that you all produce will also be located right there. So it's just um, one great resource to, to locate things. So that, that, that um, portal is live now. There's a little bit of information in there and there will be quite a bit more built out this next week as we load, load up. So um, in terms of the resources that um, we will be talking about today, um, this is your place to keep that. And right now, what I'd like for you to do is turn your attention to today's agenda. And so I can explain what we're gonna cover during our, our meeting today. Okay, so um, we covered num item number one there, welcome and meeting plans. By the way, if you're one who likes to just check off to make sure we, we're doing our business, that's what the little box is there for. So you can keep us all on track there as well. Um, so number one, we're good there. Number two, guidelines and discussion notes. So here very shortly, we're gonna have a discussion about how we're doing this work together and what guidelines we wanna put in place in order to be productive, efficient, and constructive in all the work that we do together um, on behalf of the community and the city commission's charge for us. Um, in addition, we'll talk about discussion notes. We'll look at discussion notes from last week, or excuse me, from our first meeting two weeks ago. And, um, and I'll say more about that as we, we get into that. Um, after we have our discussion about the notes and guidelines, a major part of our meeting this evening is to talk about the upcoming community conversations. So we've got a major initiative going on for July 10 that's gonna require a lot of planning and a lot of dedicated focus on what we need to learn from the community in order to inform the work that we're doing. So we'll spend quite a bit of time talking about that. That's where you are serving as much as a steering committee to help steward that process um, as much as anything else. And so we'll get, we'll get to that. Um, the fourth item on tonight's agenda is to talk about work group resources and review. Um, we initiated this discussion on, um, at our first meeting on May 22nd, where we started to flag some of the resources that you're gonna need as you begin to look at the complaint review process and other related resources. And so we're gonna expand on that discussion tonight so that we've got a real clear plan for going forward and how we're gonna spend our time before we next convene as a group. And then the fifth item on today's agenda is talking about next steps and future meetings. So I wanna make sure that we end today with clarity on what the next steps are for our work 
um, and to identify July 10th as our next meeting. And then we're gonna spend a few minutes just confirming to the extent that we can all the other dates for um, our gatherings together. So that's the game plan. Um, we wanna be efficient every time we meet. And so we'll, we'll keep it on track and we'll get you out of here at, at eight o'clock tonight. Anybody have any questions on the agenda? All right, there we go. Okay, so I wanna begin our, um, our discussion about the work that we're here to do. At the May 22nd meeting, we talked about the project charter and the resolution that the city commission passed that created this body exactly one year ago and presents the responsibilities that you all have as, as a 12 person working group on behalf of the community. And so I want to spend a moment just kind of put, put some things in context and I'm going to use the, um, the visual, if you will, of a, um, of a learning curve. Yeah, make sure everybody can see that. You got that? Okay. So um, I like to use this in, in the work that I do to help kind of illustrate when you bring a group together of various backgrounds with various kinds of expertise, that how we orient ourselves individually and collectively as a group is really important early in the process before we start to wade in into some of the, the more specific details. So if you think about um, a learning curve here, we have a lot of expertise in this group and you bring expertise from your professional lives, you bring expertise from your personal lives. Some of you have spent many, many months, years looking at questions of community engagement or looking at questions of community police relations specifically. Um, some of you have spent a, quite a bit of time thinking about what does it mean to have community oversight or community advisory relative to policing? And what all does that entail? And some of you have literally been in the weeds, if you will, looking at draft ordinances or thinking of language and how do we articulate this work that we're here to do. And so I just wanna use this learning curve to kind of illustrate a few things within this. So for those of you who've been doing this a while, you may be considerably further along on this curve because you've been thinking about this. You've had the opportunity to read and study this. Some of you are equally passionate about it, understand the significance of it, but in terms of maybe writing up actual language to capture this or to study best practices, if you will, and um, community police oversight, you might see yourself as fairly new in this. And our product at the end of this is to produce a set of recommendations that each of you has had a chance to weigh in on. And so to the extent to which you need information, that you need to ask questions, that you need to have dialogue to move you further along the curve, that's exactly what our work is to do. All right. Um, also, you bring professional backgrounds. So some of you are coming to us as attorneys, for example. 
And so some of you have considerable legal training, are very good at looking at, um, or at least very accustomed to looking at statutes, legislation, regulations, policies. And so you have that expertise here. And for some of you, that expertise also might align with specifically policing work and community policing relations or community oversight. And for the others of you, you've got a legal expertise, but um, maybe not necessarily dedicated in this area. For the rest of us, and I'm really good at, at embodying the guy who doesn't know anything, because <laughs> I typically do my work with a bunch of subject matter experts who know more than the subject than I do. Um, some of you might say, okay, the legal terminology, I'm really early on this learning curve. And so part of what I'll do as a facilitator is if you throw out some legal term and I see like glazed eyes in the group, that's a sign to me that we need to unpack what that term means so that we're all understanding that together. Okay, so there'll be times when I, I'll ask you to explain something to just to make sure that we're all good on them. And also this conversation is not just the 12 of us in here, it's the public that is the beneficiaries of this work. And so sometimes even if there are certain things that you have come to understand or agree on or fully are on the same page with, that may or may not do what we need it to do in terms of making sure the community understands the work is at, that is at hand. Because ultimately our work is legitimized by the public's trust and confidence in the process and the work that we create. And that's the heavy lift in all that we do. Um, the other thing that I just want to point out is that over time, this learning curve is also moving itself. And so there are stuff, there is stuff that we need to know and learn today that maybe 10 years ago we weren't talking about in the community. Um, there are issues that come up that we have to be able to make sense of, ask questions about so that we can be competent in our role, that we can be informed and engaged. And so what um, has served us well in the past may not be sufficient for what we need to do this work today. And so there will be expertise in the group that people might have lived experience. They might have a set of, of observations or direct experience in the community or other way, otherwise, that is different than your experience. And so one of the things that I want to ask you to be thoughtful about is in your learning curve, what might you need to get out of this process to learn from some of that expertise coming from one of your colleagues in the group that simply just has a different background than you have. And so that's part of our work is to figure out what that looks like um, and how we can learn accordingly. Um, in addition, we are traveling this curve with the community. And so we have our conversations in what we call these meetings, the working sessions, but ultimately our work is learning from the community. And so all the people who feel passionately about this issue, all the people who have experience and expertise to bring that have never been engaged in a constructive way, we need to learn from them. And we need to make sure that that's incorporated into this work as well. So be thinking about the multiple places that you fall along this learning curve recognize that we're going through this as a group 
and that we're here to learn from each other and from the process. And um, ultimately, our work, your work as the 12, will be a set of recommendations that are informed by this expertise, informed by the learning that you went through. And my goal for you is that we can reflect that back to the community so that they can see the inputs that they have in this work and that whatever you produce as a set of recommendations is informed by that and is reflective of the process that we went through. So that's my, my hope for that. Uh, comments, questions on this? Good. Turn to the person next to you and tell them <laughs> if you've got it all figured out right now and you can save us six meetings or not. I think we can move to meeting seven. Move meeting seven. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so we've, we've got a lot, of, a lot of work to do. I also want to say, in terms of the learning, that there's kind of parallel tracks here, if you will. One track that we're on is learning from the community. And so the community conversations, the questions that we're asking the community, the feedback that you receive on when you get emails from the community, for example, that's one track that we're learning on this whole time. And we're gonna be very, very intentional in how we approach that. The other track is your homework. <laughs> so you all are gonna be doing some reading, you're going to be doing some work, and we have to be really efficient with what we do between each meeting so that you are getting access to the resources that you need. You're getting um, your notes ready because this is a public process. So we, um, we need you to be ready when you come to the next meeting, having read what, what we're working on, so on and so forth. Okay, so um, that that parallel track I think is, is useful. And then um, I wanna say one thing about being a public process and a public meeting as well. So everything that we do, um, this is a public meeting, this is a public process. So we are subject to the um, sunshine laws. Um, and what do we mean by sunshine laws? Kansas Open Records Act, Kansas Open Meetings Act. Yes, um, Kansas Open Records Act, Kansas Open Meetings Act, or you'll sometimes hear it referred to as um, CORA and COMA. So what that means in a general sense is, and every state has some version of sunshine law. So it's like, let the light of day shine down on the workings of government. And if we are to be government of the people, by the people, for the people, our work needs to be transparent and accessible to have legitimacy and to have the public's confidence. And so that means that when we meet, it's a public meeting so anybody can be present. That means that when we gather any, any um, seven of you <laughs> would constitute a majority of this body, which would be interpreted as a meeting. So I always tell people, if you ever go to a restaurant and you see, for example, three city commissioners sitting together having breakfast and you hear that they're talking city business, what should you do? I don't know. <laughs> no, you should. 
You should pull up a chair. <laughs> you should call your cousins. You should call the media, everybody you know, all your neighbors, and pull up a chair and sit down because that by default is a public meeting. And so that's what we mean by the sunshine laws. And so in our work, we are very cognizant of that. And so everything we do is public. Um, but it also means that there are certain things that we can't do because it would potentially violate that. So one thing that you can't do is have what are called serial meetings, where you have a conversation of two or three here, and then they talk to two or three here, and then they talk to two or three here, and pretty soon a majority or even all 12 of you have had a conversation about a particular item of business. But because it didn't happen during a meeting, the sunshine laws are interpreted broadly and always err on the side of public access and transparency. So when you get directions, when you serve on a public board to not reply all, if you've heard that before, the first time I heard that, I was like, I don't understand why is that a big deal? And the reason why that directive is given when you serve on any kind of public board is because if you reply all and everybody starts weighing in, that is de facto what's referred to as a serial meeting, but it's a violation of what would be otherwise an open meeting. So um, it is okay to talk to one another, but within those limits, and one thing that governing bodies will often do is they'll designate, for example, I work with some city councils and they will always identify the one or two other council members that they talked to about that particular issue. And then it's a hard line that they don't talk to any other council members about that issue. And so those are some disciplines that, that healthy governing bodies do to adhere to that. So be mindful of that. Um, as facilitator, I'm in kind of a unique role as kind of a conduit. So you can, you can contact me if you have questions. Um, I always will throw things to the group at meetings. So if you have some conflicts you're trying to work out, um, I'm not gonna be the go-between between everybody because that's not appropriate to my role and it doesn't do this work justice. Um, but I am I am available to you um, when questions arise and things things pop up and that that would be consistent with my role. And then the other thing is, as the public reaches out to you, um, you can respond and you should respond to to people because they know that you're serving on this work group. They have a vested interest. They have opinions. They have thoughts, and that's what we need to honor through our process. The one thing I would ask is I'm trying to, to, to flag all of those and to create like a running list of issues that pop up. And so if you learn of something or someone contacts you about something that's really important to them, please also just loop me in to make sure that I'm aware of, of what that issue is because I just don't want to get it lost somewhere in the mix. So um, does anybody have any questions on, on any of that? All right. Just the only question I would have is if it, it does the, it need to be specifically to about the work group meeting if it's coming from public or if it's about the CPRD issue. Oh, okay. That's a great question. And I, I've actually struggled with this too. So I'll give you my version and then you all can weigh in too. Or police issues or, you know, stuff like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, um, 
my observation has been when people feel strongly about anything policing related, anything about community police, and they know that you're serving on some somebody, they want to share that with you. Um, the challenge is we have a project charter and a resolution with a specific set of tasks that doesn't say we need you to solve every problem related to community police relations and in the community, but it is fairly broad. So um, I think always a, a, a courtesy is to be responsive to comments. If you're not sure if it fits within the work group's purview and you need feedback from me or others, then please reach out and let us know. And the public is also kind of in a learning process on this as well. We're trying to figure out, okay, what's the difference between the work group and the CPRD, for example? And if I contact the police department directly, is that sufficient or do I need to talk to the, the work group as well? So I think it's, um, is that is that helpful? Does anyone else have anything you'd add to that to explain that? Because I think it's, I'm not sure if there's a really clear answer beyond that. But, yeah. Well, I think the members of the CPRB, if they got a complaint of some police misconduct, were under an obligation to forward that to police to the police department within three business days. So that's the only requirement that I can think of of our of the CPRB. Well, I guess it's how you were describing it. You wanted to kind of create the thread of commentary based on public you know, correspondence or something. And I just want to make sure, I mean, not everything needs to go in that or certain things. Yeah, so, so let me clarify a few things because three of you serve, you have two hats. So um, I'm pointing at the three of you, but um, member Clary, member Temple, and member Turner are wearing two hats in this group. One hat is work group member and the other hat is CPRB member. So the work group does not handle complaints. That is not our work at all. So if somebody has a specific complaint about anything specific, um, an individual officer, for example, something like that, that is outside the scope and the responsibility of the work group members, okay? So if you get something like that, you need to redirect that back to a CPRB member. Okay, and and just let us know um, within it. So that's 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 a clear um, line to differentiate our work. Um, the one thing I would ask the three of you who are on the CPRB is to use your discretion and professional judgment that when you do get those kinds of comments and inquiries, to be mindful not to bring it into this group um, if it's clearly separate from the work of the group. That um, is that helpful? And Casey, do you have anything else to add to that? Anything else? I'm, I'm missing on that. I don't think so. Other than to just point out to the CPRB and the folks that there is language that talks about the timing that's required and and who to forward it to, which is police department. So okay, um, I that'd be okay. Okay, so. Yeah, just for the CPRB, remember there's timing involved if an issue comes up that's specific to a complaint and that you're to notify the police department. Um, and um, 
The rest of you don't need to be burdened with that because that's not, not your role in this group. Okay. All right, anybody have any other questions on that? Okay, so now what I'd like to do is I'd like to um, pivot to have you all start talking with one another about this next very important topic. So at our May 22nd meeting, we threw out a question to you about guidelines. And I said at the time, I wanted to prime your thinking and so that we could do a deeper dive with that very topic when we reconvened um, at our next meeting. So I wanna spend a few minutes just uh, having you talk with each other and then we're gonna create a list together here about guidelines. And the specific question is this, what guidelines do we need to establish to work effectively together? What guidelines do we need to establish to work effectively together? And so what I'm gonna ask you to do is at your tables, I want you to begin this discussion and um, then I'm gonna uh, reconvene you as a group. And then we're gonna start producing a list of guidelines that we'll operate from. Um, guidelines are this group, our work sessions, and the work that the 12 of you do together. I also want you to be thinking about guidelines in terms of community conversations. And when we have several dozen community members together, what, what else or what other guidelines might we consider in that so that we work effectively? Okay, any questions? All right. Actually, that's a good question, honestly. Um, the one thing that I thought was really helpful, actually, we know working under the sustainability director, she did a brief equity decision workshop, and that's very difficult when there's a lot of different personalities in the room. We're trying to have a common goal and work together. Um, and it's just pretty much mutual respect, mutual recognition, and um, dialogue, you know, listen to, to understand, not respond, you know, so it's just pretty straightforward, you know, mutual respect, mutual recognition, um, and dialogue, you know, uh, that's my answer for the guideline. <laughs> and the 
because we didn't know it's kind of going on last night. So, how would that make that work effectively together if we're trying to, you know what I mean, based on the question here? That'd be the first sign. The second one you know, I get down while I'm on this, you I so I'm just saying that from my perspective and from my lens, that's why I'm sure I'm just about what happens to the whole Yeah, so I think I'm waiting. One of the things that's going to be the same. I've been I've been voted in. We're here for 
those descriptors that I like this.
And then I get this value in the initial and that's that those steps. we have half the chairs that have yeah, he's going to somebody to call it somebody like, I haven't seen him like, Okay. Okay, so what I'm going to ask you to do is um, each group, I'd like to for you to read the guidelines that you produced. Um, there will likely be some some uh, distinct ones from from the other tables and maybe some overlap um, as well, but we'll we'll figure that out as we go through. But let's start here and why don't one of you come up and just walk us through what you came up with. So for this group. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, you want to do that? Yes, please. First off, followed up my handwriting. That was back when I wanted to be a doctor. So I over. Um, so our first one is listen to all comments. Um, do not interrupt. So basically that means if somebody starts talking, even though you think you know where they're going, just let them finish their comment and don't interrupt them. That's pretty simple. 
ties into respect, uh, respect everyone. We all have different backgrounds, perspectives. So to respect everyone's different backgrounds, perspectives, and what they bring to the table, make sure that, that, that they're able to feel comfortable talking. And then this one, I'm not sure how to word this without you know, being too blunt, but we just said encourage to being succinct and not going on forever. So if you go, if you have a chance to talk, don't talk for three or 30 minutes on one topic. Try to like get to the point so everyone else can have a, a chance to talk. And then the last one, oh, that one, you get that now. <laughs> facts versus misinformation. So the group agreeing to consider a fact and avoiding misinformation. So if we need an answer to a question, we find out what it is, not making the assumption about how something works, that kind of thing. Okay, that's this one here. Yeah, facts versus, okay. And then do you want to go through the others as well? Yeah. Um, Up here? Yeah. Alice as well. Yeah, step up, step back. So if you're someone who's really comfortable sharing, who has a lot to, to share, um, just being mindful of the space that you're taking up, considering lean speech, um, you know, maybe just saying something once instead of three different times. I know we're in the Midwest and we do that though. Um, and then step back, or yeah, so step back if you're in that, if you're that kind of person, you know, but still, still speak, but just kind of being mindful of that. And then stepping up if you're on the opposite end of that spectrum and you're a little less comfortable sharing, uh, you're here, and so trying to share your perspective and, and represent. You want to share your perspective on staying on track? Uh, a lot of times, um, when we talk police um, and community things, we get off of uh, maybe the target of what we're talking about, and mm -hmm. so just trying to stay on that on track and refocus. Um, to provide ourselves to. Don't go down the rabbit hole. Yeah. Stay, stay focused. Mm -hmm. um, and then mutual respect, mutual, mutual recognition, and mutual. Oh, yeah, the next one. Yeah. Mutual respect, uh, mutual recognition, and mutual perspective. That is something that was um, derived from a, a race, equity, and inclusion workshop I attended. Um, and it's just reiterating what um, Officer Richardson was talking about. Um, we can't have dialogue if we're not being respectful, um, agree to disagree, but we have to just come into this, this room and just have respect for each other. Um, we're all of the different, um, you know, calibers and, and we need to just respect each other. And then mutual recognition is recognizing each and every person in this room has something to contribute. Um, mutual perspective um, that speaks for itself. Um, we're going to produce a primary objective and everyone's input is needed, so we need to hear it, you know. Okay. All right, very good. Thank you. Okay, and then this group here, walk us through what you can do. Uh, so the first one is safety, um, giving people space to speak without intimidation or speaking over. Um, also, if someone is not speaking, silence might be what's needed at that time. Um, if somebody's not participating, giving them the space to jump in. Um, the next one, listen to the point, not the package, and no respectability politics. So um, this is not just amongst ourselves, but also with the community that the person that's speaking might not have um, the words ready, eloquently packaged, um, give them the space to think and speak. Um, and don't be so worried about where they stand, who they look like, um, and focus more on what they're saying. So if it's possible, or maybe it sounds a little 
unformulated. It might sound a little over the place. Look for the kernel of truth in there, um, and instead of focusing um, on discounting the person because of the package. Um, and this wrote movement toward a defined goal. So we'll cross that out because I miswrote what Brenda was saying, but rather um, we want to define, uh, develop a defined goal through listening. So we should really be not focusing on just our own goals or what we think it should be, but rather through listening with each other and with the community to develop what the goal is. Um, and then avoid the trap of politics or power play. Um, I'm going to let Doris speak to that. It feeds into the no respectability politics as well, but, you know, this is an inherently political action. Bodies are political as a whole, and anytime that we're actively trying to find ways of policing, of creating pathways to prevent bad policing, all these types of things, it's political. There's going to be power plays. There are actively different opinions in the room, and that's not a bad thing. Um, but we have to be aware of these things and avoid them. Like, be cognizant of your position, what you want out of this situation. And if you know you're going to try and do something that's a power play, reconsider. Um, and it, it feeds into that respectability politics because respectability politics is political is a political and power play trap um we are literally creating guidelines for ourselves to interact with each other and with the community don't weaponize those guidelines against other people within the group or within the community actually follow the guidelines do not use them against people who want to speak to us or amongst ourselves i wanted to add um, number eight and i didn't really have room um, but that's about assumptions. Um, and it ties into something you were saying earlier about the learning curve. Um, don't assume that somebody knows your acronym. Don't assume that people know the historical background about something or any of the players. <laughs> I, I don't know anybody's agenda. I, I can make assumptions, but I, I prefer not to. Um, so I guess when we're having the conversations, assume kind of a blank slate as far as some folks um, understanding and participation in this process. Because um, it sounds like from conversations I've heard and maybe a news article, I don't know, that there might be some undercurrents of things that have happened that I'm not really knowledgeable about. So um, yeah. And to add on to that, we're just trying to avoid a saboteur. That's really the number seven is avoid a saboteur. The people with the, their own agendas. Okay, I want to make sure I'm capturing um, all of that as well. And don't assume someone knows your fill in the blank. Fill in the blank. So it was several things. Yes. So background, um, uh, agenda, knowledge, knowledge, knowledge right. all that. Okay. Yeah. All right, very good. Well, this is this is an excellent list. Let me. I have one more thing. I'm sorry, with the group. Listen in a way to understand someone else's perspective. Say that again. Listen in a way to understand somebody else's perspective or others' perspectives. Okay. Listen in a way to understand others' perspectives. 
Okay. Um, listen in a way to understand others' perspective. Okay. Um, so I'm going to read through all this. We're going to clean this up. It'll be in the notes so that everybody can read it easily and um, and we can see it in, in front of us. Um, so what guidelines do we want to have in place in order to, to establish to work effectively together? Listen to all comments and do not interrupt. Number two, respect everyone and the perspective background that they bring. Uh, next, encourage succinctness and efficiency. Next, facts versus misinformation. So being cognizant of what our sourcing is for, for things. Uh, next, listen in a way to understand others' perspective. Okay, up here we have step up and step back. So if you're one who tends to not speak up in groups, maybe is more shy or has felt like they um, could or typically does weigh in, this is your chance to step up because we need to hear you. If you're somebody who tends to talk a lot, has always heard, step back and listen. Next, proper context and refocus to stay on track. So um, remember the context for the discussion that we're having and refocus as, as we need to. Um, mutual respect, mutual recognition, and mutual perspectives. All right, safety. Um, space to speak without intimidation or speaking um, over being spoken over. or being spoken over, okay? Safety, a space to uh, speak without intimidation or being spoken over. All right, next, listen to the point, not with um, the package, no respectability politics, all right? And develop a defined goal through listening. So this work, um, a defined goal through listening. Avoid the trap of politics, avoid the, the um, and avoid the saboteur. Um, okay. And last one is don't assume uh, someone knows your blank um, background, agenda, anything. Okay. Good list. Good list. Um, any questions on any of this? Are we missing anything? Okay, whose list is this? Yours. No, <laughs> it's not mine. Whose list is this? Yours. This is a collective list. So whose job is it to, to support and reinforce this list? Our job. <laughs> <laughs> Not my job to tell you you didn't do this or you need to do this. That is the group's responsibility. Okay, so that's that's the work that we have doing. Um, so remember this. We will clean this up and post it so that it's visual and present through all of our work together. Um, 
but I appreciate your, your thoughts on this and guidance to inform the work that we do. We will do a similar version of this for our community conversations. Those tend to be a little bit more, um, um, well, there's two things. When you have a whole bunch of people, you don't have the time and luxury to create one in the moment. So we'll present something, but it will, it will um, flow from this. And then we might have a few like more mechanical things that we'll include um, as well. So, all right, any other questions on this? All right, whose is this? Ours. <laughs> All right, thank you, appreciate that. Okay, so um, the next thing I would like to uh, direct your attention to is um, on the agenda here, we are um, at the bottom part of item number two on the agenda, and I wanna talk about discussion notes. And I'm in your packets, you have a copy of discussion notes from the May 22nd meeting. I want to just flag a couple of things for you. These notes are also going to appear on the portal so that um, you can go back and read them, print out another copy. Anybody in the public can see. And this is just a capture of what we did at the May 22nd meeting. If you want to know more details, there is also a video recording of the meeting, and then reach out to any of us if you have more specific questions beyond that. But in here, it indicates who all was present. Um, we met a number of city staff as part of the um, introductions, the work group members in, a, in the assistance, um, the facilitator and scribes. There will be multiple people that will be doing facilitation or scribes at some point throughout the project. So we'll always wanna make sure that we identify who they are throughout. Um, this, um, for those of you who were not at the last meeting, I did an overview of the project charter and resolution and gave some context for our work. That's all on the Zoom recording. If you wanna go back and view that. Number three, we discussed five different questions um, and three of which we flip charted and are listed in this document here of the raw notes. And I'll go over that here shortly. We also, on number four, talked about the complaint review process, generating some initial group information and resource needs, which we'll be revisiting here in this meeting today. And then at the end, we talked about transparency, progress, reporting, and next steps. The next three pages of this document are all the flip chart notes that you all created at our May 22nd meeting. So what I did was I just recorded these exactly as you recorded them or the scribes recorded them on the flip chart paper. I've got all the flip chart paper in the back there too. Uh, but this is the work that you all have created, and we'll do something similar for each of our meetings. Again, that's all um, available so that you can go back and look at it, and the public can go back and look at it and ask questions as you go. Uh, for the two of you who are joining us for this meeting here, um, I would ask this of you. Um, if you have specific hopes for this group, that you would like to have included in our notes here, this is where we're gonna capture it, okay? 
um, what your hopes are for the group and what your concerns are for the group. We're going to capture that here as well. So this is like a living, breathing document, if you will. So it serves the purpose of documenting what we did on May 22nd, but these questions are ongoing. And so we'll, we'll capture that in our um, discussion for today as well. Okay, anybody have any questions on we're going to put in the discussion minutes? All right. So um, what I would like to do now is I'm, I want to pivot to our next item on the agenda. And <clears throat> we're going to start with um, a couple of questions, and then we're going to take a, a quick break. But I just want to frame this up um, before we, we transition. Um, when I put together a proposal for this project, I emphasized that in order to inform the work that we do, we need to engage the community in robust and meaningful ways to dialogue around these important issues. The 12 of you have been tasked by the City Commission to produce a set of recommendations. You're smart people with a lot of expertise and thoughtfulness that you bring to this discussion. And we need you to listen and learn from the community in order to inform that work that you do. And so to that end, the next engagement that we have as a group will be with the community and what we're calling a community conversation. And so let me just hit on a few specifics really quickly. So first of all, we're going to do two of these. And we've established the dates of July 10th and July 31st for these events. These are going to take place um, in person. These are in-person events, and they are at the Carnegie Building. Um, we have um, identified the same meeting time, uh, 6 to 8 p.m. And I want to just note a few things that you see here on your agenda. So first of all, these are dedicated conversations to gather input from the community. So this will not be you all making an hour-long presentation about your work. It's not going to be uh, subject matter experts coming in to explain how it's done in other communities. The purpose of this conversation is specifically to pose questions to the public to get their input. And guess who's going to host this? We are. You are. <laughs> Um, I'm going to design it and I'll do all that. That's what you hired me to do. But I want you to host it. Now, what do I mean by hosting? Hosting means that you are there sponsoring this event and that you're there, but ultimately you're there to learn and you're there to listen. So I'm not going to ask you to weigh in on specific things in this context. I'm going to ask you to come up with the questions that you need to pose to the public to learn what you need to learn in order to do the work that you're here to do. Okay, um, so we'll 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 dive down in that in a little bit um, here very shortly. Um, also, this is going to be similar to the setup that we've done here, where we're going to have a whole series of small table discussions. We're going to generate tons and tons and tons of comments and input from the public. And all of that's going to be captured in the notes 
from the uh, from as a product of our work, and we're going to also do some theming to identify common themes that emerge from them. I've done a bunch of these kinds of events. I've designed and led a whole bunch of them. There's a lot of lessons learned and thoughts going into how it's designed. How do we get feedback? When we were creating these guidelines, several of you were commenting that the public may or may not always have the precise words to explain what they feel, but they are very passionate about it. They feel strongly about it. And to honor that, we need to have a process and a way to capture what people care about, what's important about, what they're concerned about. And it comes in all different manners, in all different directions, but that's what we're here to do. And so um, that's, that's part of the design and consideration in this. Um, and we're gonna talk about some more limits in that as, as well of, of how we do it. Um, and that ultimately um, we're gonna be capturing a transcript, if you will, of all that input so that you have what you need. And so I'm gonna be asking you to come up with what are you needing and wanting to learn at these community conversations that's gonna help inform the work that you do. The other thing that I'll say is that we're gonna do two of these. And the first one, we're gonna think and pose questions that are always very specific questions. They're, they're, um, they're defined and, and everyone will see clearly that's part of the process and how to make it efficient. Um, but we're gonna deal with some broad concerns, broad interests and issues and the types of questions that we ask. We're gonna reconvene three weeks later with the community to reflect back what you all have learned through that initial conversation and then we're gonna pose a new set of questions that are more specific and that we start to drill down into complaint review process um, and some of the more specific tasks that we have in mind, okay? So today, as we talk through what kinds of things you want you to learn, I also want you to be thinking about what do you need to learn and want to learn July 10th and what do you want and need to learn July 31st so that there's a sequencing that builds on itself. Okay, so any any questions? All right, so what I'm going to have you do is we're going to take a break. And as we break, um, we're going to reconvene in your small groups. And I want you to tackle this first question, Q2 on the agenda. What do you want to learn from the community conversations to help inform your work? What do you want to learn from the community conversations to help inform your work. So if you bring a whole bunch of folks together in a room, what are you gonna ask them to learn what you need to learn? All right, so that's what we're gonna do. So let's take a quick break, get up, get some, there's more food over there, grab uh, another soda, some water, do what you need to do, use the restroom, come back. We'll start up again at 7.20 and uh, tackle that uh, question number two. Okay, thank you. Okay, welcome back. Um, okay, we've got several you know, very important discussion questions that we need you to, to weigh in on at your table, and then we'll flip chart out everything that we produce. 
Um, so thinking of the community conversations and in the context of learning that we know we need to learn from the community in order to be informed in, in this work. Uh, Q2 on today's agenda, what do you want to learn from the community conversations to help inform your work? All right, so broadly, what do you want to learn um, to help inform your work? And then I also want to um, ask you to, to weigh in on Q3, and let me just um, reinforce something that the city commission has tasked us with through this project. The project charter notes the importance of engaging community members with lived experience, interacting with law enforcement, and individuals from communities who have experienced disproportionate contact with the criminal justice system. So in your discussions, I want you to be thinking about Q2 and Q3. So generally, what do you want to learn? And then with the commission's direction directive on this um, Q3, what do you want to learn from the lived experience of individuals to inform your work? I'm not asking you right now to produce specific questions. You're welcome to do that if that's helpful. But um, what I'm more interested in is what do you want to learn? And then we can wordsmith and figure all that out as part of the design. Okay, so take a few minutes at your table, Q2 and Q3, um, and then we're going to capture them all up here. Thank you. Yeah. And then we can go back to see that is 
I'm sure. We just all we do is get forward. So you got no say over what happens to it in that point. I know that pretty well, but another city means almost every big city has a but this question is going to be broader to the audience. Say that number 
they're just going to say what is frustrated thing. What they want, but then they want the first part means it's on how are this is like all this way. What would you like to put these two miles? This is that didn't have an online incident. The past one just wasn't appealing to whatever we that first state. You can't make a I was doing it's like in the Yeah, but you kind of like the point. Yeah, I also like. I find. Yeah, I think you could see that. I think they are these terms. Yeah, 
so what, is, what about the community? Does that make sense? I mean, but yeah, you don't have to know what the association I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm hearing as you were with the association. But I'm wondering, but I'm wondering if the folks are involved that you're missing something else. I think it's preliminary. Why I, I would like to know what are the some of these lived experiences? You know what I mean? Because um, I mean, I have what I have is my understanding, but I haven't been in Lawrence or I mean, I'm from Lawrence, but I haven't left Lawrence for many years. I came back, so I'd like to know what the current like lived if we translate those experiences into coming the worst, the more we hear so we're here to run the process. As soon as you have some things to start sliding down, I wanted to go right. Send somebody up here to start counting them down. Have a lot of people. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That, that's probably happening. Do we have to start And did you draw the I mean, these don't have to be in plain question form. That that's I'm just more interested at this point in learning what you want to learn. So the two things that we're looking at are um, what do you want to learn in the community conversation, and then specific to the lived experience question. So. Um, Um, as they're getting these written up here, um, 
Uh, so I want you to be thinking about what might be community conversation one, what might be community conversation two. And um, we won't necessarily be able to figure all that out right now, but just thinking about the sequencing of questions, that's an important part of this, is that it clearly builds on itself and the community can see what um, see progress and we can reflect back what we've learned at second meetings. how often is it that the proposal will be reviewed and followed up yeah. on? They have thoughts on who should, you know, within the terms of who's involved in the review process or terms of the Part of what I need to determine with all of you is that I need to think about it and in some of the things that are to you all to respond to. I think that's all. I 
Okay, so um, the beginning our ideas up there. Let me just say a few things about how we how we'll approach the community conversations with questions. So um, I, I've designed a, a a bunch of these kinds of engagements and. And asking asking good questions and asking the right questions is is I, I don't know a skill and an art. It's it's easy to to ask a question and think, okay, that'll give me the kind of information that I need. And then you throw it out there and you realize it was like a bad question, or it was confusing, or it was too wordy, or something like that. So we'll go through a whole process of cleaning these up. I usually like to do like a focus group or field test questions first to, to just throw them out and get see what kind of responses you get. But if ever you do any kind of surveying, before you push it out there, it's it's good to test it on the, um, some, some subset of the audience that you want to survey to find out, do your questions make sense? And in this kind of discussion, we're going to probably do about six or eight very specific questions over the course of two hours. And how you ask the question is really important because we may have six or eight, 10 different tables all asking the same question at the same time. And so if you wanna ask what's important to people, you tend to ask questions that say things that use the word why. So you're trying to get at an understanding of something. When you want to get specific reactions to things, then you start to ask different types of questions. And so we'll probably ask some broader why type questions that at this first community conversation. And then some of these will drill down more and might fit in the second community conversation a little bit better. But um, we'll draft all those questions and give those to you in advance so you can see how that process works. But let's just walk through what you came up with and what you, you're seeing that you want to learn at this point. I'm just going to read through these and then you can jump in and clarify as needed. Um, okay, so 
And I know that you you tend to tackle Q2 and Q3 at the same time. That's why I wrote it like this. So, all right. If you made a complaint, how did the process work? How did you learn about the process? What was the timeline of response? Was it hard to submit? Was it complex? Okay, so a lot of kind of user end questions uh -huh. on what's the user experience as the community to understand this. And this really fits into that theme of process improvement. So when you come up with your recommendations, how do we improve the process um, accordingly? If you didn't submit a complaint, but wanted to, what was the barrier? Okay, so this is an access type question. So what's the barrier? Did the process work the way you thought? Did you know what happened after you submitted? And did you have help, for example, an attorney, um, meaning helping you with the process? With the process, okay? So these are getting, these are good questions to get at the understanding of the user experience with that. Okay, uh, did you feel safe submitting the complaint? Say more about that. What are we trying to understand there? So basically, oh, if you don't mind. Okay, um, do, does the person who had a negative experience with police literally feel safe in submitting the complaint? Do they have to turn the complaint in at the police station? Are they going to walk into the police station when they don't feel safe around police? Probably not. Um, do you feel, does the person feel safe regarding their uh, experience in Lawrence after submitting the complaint? Are they afraid that they're going to be targeted um, every time they drive down Mass Street, there's going to be four cops watching them? Okay. Uh, these are all questions that are involved in that. Do you feel safe? Do they feel like they're going to have retribution, okay. retaliation? All of that is bundled into that question. Okay. All right. So that's that's an important one, and there's a lot of dimensions to that. Okay. Thank you for that. Um, what do you want from the review process? So what's kind of the end goal, if you will? And what um, what is what is currently missing? So um, looking at the current process, what is missing? How how can it be improved? Okay. So some really good things that you're wanting to learn. Um, specific to the um, the process. Okay, this one here. Actually, I'll come back to that because oh, Alex yeah. is going to expand on this. Okay, build more with like the logistics of what the process looks like. What does the community want that the actual process to look like? And it kind of ties into what I mentioned. What does the community want? Do they want surveys? Do they want a complaint process? Do they want reports put out on you know res or you know okay logistics? Okay, all right. Um, what are the key issues the community has with law enforcement? So this is a broader question. Um, key issues could be what? So that's what we want to learn, right? What are the what are the key issues that provide a context for this work? Okay. Um, how can we uh, officers create a process of trust? So this is a question or a want that officers are stating that they would like to get out of this community conversation is what can we do to create a process of trust? All right, so that's where you're gonna get some active feedback. Um, and what does trust look like? So when we say trust, what does that look like? And is this saying we're asking the community to explain what they consider trust? That they capture that? Okay, all right, good. 
Um, what are the perspectives of law enforcement, critical and positive? Say more about that. Oh, I was following up, um, you know, Chief Lockhart mentioned, you know, he wants to hear what the perspectives are, you know, regardless of what they are, you know, and, and Anthony mentioned some good things too. Um, critical, what are the critical aspects of policing that the community feels are need to be heard? Um, what are some positive feedback? You know, we hear enough of, you know, majority of a lot of critical, but what are some of the good? Maybe there's some good things, you know, maybe there's a, you know, community, predominant community perspective of support for the police in some realm, you know, those need to be heard as well, you know. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so that's kind of the good and the bad, where the, what are those existing perspectives? Okay, so these these are um, in that broader broader, broader, realm. broader realm of what, what, um, what are um, the critical perspectives on what are, and if there's positive perspectives that comes forward. Okay, um, what does the community want? Surveys, reports, complaint process. So is that tied together? Logistics. Okay, so um, so this is a question of how do we how do we engage? Yeah. All right. Um, and and we'll we'll come back to this about the surveys and the reports. Is this asking the question of how are we going to get the how are we going to learn from the community? Yeah. That we're saying. Okay. All right. Um, where is the process failing? So this is again a process improvement question. So if it's not working right, where is it failing? Let's identify that um, and learn from the community on that. What does transparency look like? So we're going to learn from the public's perspective. What does transparency look like? How would you? How does that inform our work? How can we do better? So what do we need to do um, to make to do better? What went wrong during a, a, a specific interaction? So say more about this. I think it's more about if a specific community member has a specific interaction, what did the officer, what did the officer do that turned that interaction to be negative and what would they have preferred to see differently basically? Okay, so this is wanting to learn more about the, the public's experience interacting with law enforcement in this. Okay. Um, how involved would you like to be? Say more about that. In the review process, how involved would the community want to be in that process? And then the next part is how can the review board itself facilitate that, that involvement in the process? Okay. How can the review board uh, facilitate? Okay. And clarification around how we can engage in what it's going Okay. Great. All right, um, this is this is great. This is very helpful. What I'm going to do is start to um, formulate some sample questions around this. My general sense of this, um, in terms of what we'd ask at the first community conversation and what we'd ask at the second community conversation, any observation you'd make based on what the list you just doing already? How might you characterize? Community one conversation versus the second. I guess I was thinking the first one would be more broad and open. Right. You wouldn't be, I mean, I worry a little bit about leading questions where you say, you felt discriminated against, didn't you? How, how so? Mm -hmm. Things like that. Mm -hmm. and, and the first 
or leaving it pretty open-ended and then drill down. Once you hear the general comments, then you drill down in, in session two. I'd like to hear more about um, Alex's ideas around logistics. Yeah, Alex, can you expand on this one here? Yeah, just curious uh, what format would they would they prefer the process to be in? Um, you know, I think they're virtual and paper, but there's other ways of thinking about the format. Um, and then just how how frequently would they like uh, their things to be reviewed? Do they have ideas about who should be doing the review or who they'd like to hear back from? Um, like where the preferred terms, like complaint versus input, you know, just the, those kind of like more qualitative things that might make people more likely to to go to the process or you feel more comfortable using the process. Um, so yeah, um, just those kinds of like kind of logistical things. Okay. I guess more yeah, user experience. Okay, thank you for that. So one of the things that I'm hearing that you're wanting to learn is not only critiques and feedback on existing process or, or current practice, if you will, but also are there things we're just missing in terms of access, engagement, does the community need something else that we're not, we're not meeting with the current process? And that's the perfect opportunity to learn. Like what, what would be the perfect thing to them as opposed to being like, not necessarily influenced by what has already been done, okay. but what would their like ideal Process with that would be. Okay, that's great. So I know when I'm definitely not the most interesting one in the room, and she is way more fun. To so, thank you for bringing, being part of this. <laughs> All right, so a um, couple of things. So I will work for you to, to come up with some potential questions and circulate, circulate that back to you, and also look at some sequencing of these um, and begin to wrap out some possibilities for you to look at. So are both of the community engagement meetings gonna be two hours long? Yeah, so let's talk about that. Um, why do you ask? Because it's a lot. Um, and, I worry that if we ask really broad questions in order to save time, that we won't get the scope of information that we're looking for. Uh -huh. um, and I also want to make sure that those questions are available in non-6 to 8 p.m. at the Carnegie, Carnegie Building yeah. space. Okay. Um, also, so that the folks that are physically present or present via Zoom, I don't know what that looks like, if they think of something later, that that can still be considered in our deliberations. Okay. Okay. So a couple of things I'm hearing. So um, if it's two hours, we got to be really efficient and um, not just throw an open-ended question out there. Typically, the way I design these is that you'll have maybe six people at a table and that you go for maybe 10 or 15 minutes on that question. For six people, so it ends up being like each person gets two or three minutes at most on that, and then you're transitioning to the next question. So there's a rhythm to it, and it and it keeps moving. I I don't want our um, time constraints to limit breadth of okay feedback. Okay. Um, so 
when I'm saying this is a lot of information, I think most of the questions, okay, all the questions are valid questions. Um, and so even if we boil it down to three or four questions, I don't want our time constraints to limit community. All right. So would that would that mean that would you rather see fewer questions with more follow-up or more questions that less time on? I, I think a good way of doing it is everyone who attends can be given a link with every single question okay. and they can fill that question out if questions aren't asked in the time frame that they are able to answer fully if they're like oh that's a good question that I know I have an answer to but I don't know how to say it right now okay uh because that also because that was one of the concerns I have is how can people contact us between the general and the specific meeting Okay. Um, we need to have access to people who cannot attend a six to eight meeting on Monday as part of the call. Like that's a, I would, I hesitate to say the term non-negotiable, but like it has to be available. Yeah. Like we need to be able to do that. And it leads into some other concerns. Like how are we advertising this? Yeah, we have to. It's like, I see that on question five, like what can we do as individual work group members to ensure we get strong turnout? Well, yeah, we all have friends. But like the city can do things too. Like, are we going to put out ads in the Lawrence Times, the LJ World? Are we going to go door knocking? Like, there's all these questions that between now and July 10, we don't meet on. It has to be figured out sometime. Um, well, I, that's the thing is like, I don't know what would work best, but like the city can help us. We should put out ads in the LJ World. Like, honestly, front page news on LJ World a week before. It is, hey, by the way, this is free to attend. You should attend, come out. But there will be surveys here. Find it on this part, on this link. You can answer the questions that we're going to ask that night. Um, there's concerns about also for me, ADA accessibility with Carnegie Building. I know it was recently renovated, <laughs> but like there's all these other concerns. Um, uh, other accommodations like ASL language interpreters, those people should be there already. Mm -hmm. especially ASL and the most common languages spoken in Lawrence. Um, there's temperature control. There's concerns about safe place. It's a safe place where people with active warrants won't get arrested mm -hmm. if they show up to speak. Um, there's all these concerns that like, I'm now, I'm now taking us over the end of this meeting because we didn't have enough time to talk about these uh, now in the meeting. And so that's what, sorry, I'm, talking a lot but like you got to get them out <laughs> got to get them into the zoom recording yeah. so that they can be replayed if, if someone didn't take notes kind of thing yeah. like these are all uh logistical questions that need an answer yeah, absolutely so um i'm hearing a number of things and i and i love that you're um not just tackling what we're going to learn but all the logistics in there and that's that's what you've got me here to do so everything that you named, I've got, um, and we'll play that back. But a really important question. So I'm engaging with the community engagement staff in the city to leverage city resources to do a big promotion. Well, I've done this in a lot of cities. It takes a ton of work, a ton of work to do this. Um, so here was here's my here's my 
pitch to you and then tell me if this is going to meet your needs. Um, we have this commitment to do eight sessions, and so I'm trying to manage that, but I also want you all to feel like you're getting sufficient inputs into the design as we go. Um, I will write up the proposed logistics and strategy that speak to everything that you all have named with some draft questions. Now, my question for you is, do you want to meet to discuss that? Do you have before July 10th? Or do you want to email feedback to me and say, love this, what about this? And we do it that way. Um, part of it is, do you have confidence in me to do this, pull, pull your concerns together into a cohesive strategy? Um, and um, and do you want to add an extra meeting in advance of us? So I guess um, to back up a little bit, you um, don't really have a plan for bring, like how the community is going to arrive to these this conversation, right? So you're saying no, that's entirely my my work. You want your team to have confidence that you are able to bring the yeah. community. Okay, but um, you'll see all of that. Before. Okay. Um, well, actually, let me clarify. It's not my job to get all the community there. It's my job to come up with a good strategy and a plan. Right. Right. But everybody's going to have a role in it. Um, well, so that's my next question. So we originally identified June 26th and decided that that date wouldn't work for a community conversation because there is some good community activities that same evening. I wouldn't be opposed to another meeting to kind of tackle some of the preliminaries before, because these are deep, important questions. You important. Know. Yeah, um, absolutely. And like you said, it's not fully followed on you. Go ahead, Mr. Kimball. What about a meeting between the two community well, presentations? Well, that's my other question. We have to do that. And so I was already planning on asking you, I'd like to do either July 17th or July 24th. Because if we see problems with the first one, right, we could do some correction. But right, absolutely. And it's a learning process. It's right. iterative. So the questions you ask at the second build on the first. And so we'll learn things that we didn't know before that's going to inform how we approach the second. Um, and if we only get 40 people at the first one and we feel like that wasn't great, then we have to figure out what we need to do the next to build on so so then i'm clear then you're saying that june 26 we would not meet so yeah yeah that meeting's literally pretty much just this yeah yeah like figuring out the logistics of everything getting the questions ready that's that meeting you get the word out there what's yeah. the yes. event we're missing though you said there were some other events. Uh, I'm not exactly sure, but there's a there's a, a, a film and panel discussion wow. with filmmakers about social. Yeah, it's it's social justice and and organizing. And I I don't know any more than that, other than I heard it's really really interesting. So. I have one other question. When we do the sort of general questions, mm -hmm. 
Can one of them be, is there anything you came here to say that we have not asked? Oh, good. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. I mean, that's, a, that's asking to turn it into a six to nine o'clock meeting. I understand. But no, because when this will be designed is everybody, every input that everybody has gets captured. It gets recorded. But there's a time limit to everything, right. and it flows. Have any of you ever been involved in something like this? Where it's there's yeah. a lot of, it's it's a really, they're they're really cool. It's there's a lot of lot of you get tons of feedback. I can send you a link to something I've done in other communities before. You get tons of feedback, but you have to put the parameters in place so people can give meaningful contributions without it going till midnight. You know, and that's the key. We'll talk about it further, but I also want to make sure that what's submitted outside of the meeting is also given the same weight yeah. as the yeah. in-person. Um, I don't want somebody to have to miss out on work in order to participate. I mean, they can equally be important and still be a barrier. So what I'm hearing is a few things. So we need to be doing something other than just the six to eight on Monday. Yes. So that... Um, for a variety of reasons, the practical people can't make that, it's not convenient. There's also this issue of safe space and considerations around that. And do people feel comfortable showing up in this environment? Um, so we need to take that into account. Um, okay, that's great. Um, and then I'm capturing what your question here is. So very specifically, yeah. I wasn't here last but when you um, can I, for example, make a complaint to someone that's not necessarily able to make that complaint to themselves? So that's one of the questions that we'll need to answer through the process. So, um, and and let me make note of that um, because that's part of what will likely end up in recommendations is clarification on it. Um, okay, um, so scheduling. So we had, I did that doodle poll initially and asked about June 26, which until we realized there was a conflict in the community, that seemed to be a good date for everybody. Um, we could potentially adjust. Well, <laughs> This meeting, this meeting, or that's what I'm going to ask the question. Yeah, okay, okay. Um, so we'll look at that. We do need to meet between the 10th and the 31st. So, initially, we asked about July 17th. Um, and I know that might be a conflict uh, for some of you on July 24th. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I will not be positive for the 24th. So. I'm sick. I'm sick. I can be here for the 17th, but I'll be breaking. Please, I'm afraid to be breaking. <laughs> <laughs> I, I trust there's a reason for that, that concern, but we'll leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, welcome to the garden. So, 
if you haven't figured out, I'm brain dead half the time. So, um, okay, so July 17th. Okay, the world is okay. So then our next our next meeting dates, and we'll publish all of this so that the public has has um, sufficient notice on all of this. So June 26th to will be dedicated to planning out the community conversation, and you'll have draft plans from me before then so that you'll come ready with some questions there. Um, and we'll start at six. And then if there ends up being, you have conflicts and need to leave early, you can do that or whatever, we'll, we'll work with you on that. So June 26th will be our next meeting. And then oh. July 10th will be a community conversation. And there is a huge heavy lift on each of our parts to get the word out for that. And so I'm engaging with the city around communication, strategy, press release, all of that. And it's gonna involve all of the above. Um, but we'll we'll have the opportunity now to explore that more on the 26th. And then we'll meet on July 17th. And on the 17th, we'll debrief what we've got out of July 10th. And then we'll, we'll make um, plans for the 31st. Then our next engagement will be July 31st. And that'll be the second community conversation. And then we've got a week off before we reconvene and the, the proposed dates in August are August 14th, 21st, and 28th. And those are the ones that are in the new Google poll that I'd like for you to respond to. Those will be Mondays in August. What are those dates mean? August 14th, 21st, and 28th. And the city would love to have us wrap up, I think, <laughs> by the end of August. And that's why it's going to get crunched. But by that point, that's when we're into some really detailed um, graphs of things that we've gotten past the big parts and we've learned from the community what we need to learn. So that part will be um, intensive, but it's in a very timely way. So I need you to just um, August dates. If you have conflicts, let me know. But otherwise, just go on a doodle poll and indicate. Okay, questions. This is a lot. This is a lot. This is very, very productive. I appreciate this. Um, just to note on item four on the agenda tonight, um, we have generated the initial list at the last meeting about the resources that you're running so that you understand the current complaint review process. We're gonna do a map. And what I'll do is I'm gonna ask that we do that on the July 17th meeting. And so the police department, we're gonna need um, a presentation at that point. And that's when we're gonna go into our detailed mapping of the process. And that sequencing works really, really well because then that's going to tee us up for the, the community conversation on the 31st, where we can ask some really good follow-up questions of the public to find out about how the issues you end up here. So, um, so I think that'll work out really well. Okay, um, anything else? Thomas, do you think it would be helpful to group if we sent that out ahead of the meeting so y'all can take a look at it before the meeting? Yes. Yeah, I think yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, and the one thing is on the 10th, 
even from then, you might learn some things that you might want to include in that. And so we'll probably want to have you do that like right after the term after our community conversation. Um, okay, any other questions? Our final thing on the agenda was just the next steps in future meetings. So our next meeting is when? June, the 26th of June. June 26th, 6 p.m. And um, and look for updates on the portal. So the community engagement folks, I'm meeting with them next week, and we're going to upload a whole bunch of stuff that um, sets us up for the 26th. So if you have any questions, please reach out. Those are yours to keep. So we will keep filling it up as we go. This is a ton. I really appreciate it. Um, appreciate your extra 16 minutes. There's still some food left. And that will be here, the 26th. I will be here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think so. Yeah. 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 We'll be sure in whatever. We will let you know. We'll let you know. Um, I believe we can do it, but we've got to receive. We've got to confirm more. Okay. Thank you very, very much. This is a heavy lift. This is a lot of good work. We've got a lot to learn from the community, and I'm excited to engage with you to plan all that out. So appreciate your public service. Thank you. I'll see you on the screen when you say good night. Yeah. 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 Yeah.